0: This is the ODG Apparel Podcast. Wait, uh, I'm not understanding. Why does an apparel company have a podcast, though?
1: Because they're that awesome.
0: What is up, guys? Dave with ODG Apparel. We have another long-form podcast. This week, we have Luke Lazon on the podcast. Uh, he's planted churches or he's been a part of planting churches. He's writing a book, uh, just a cool dude that we connected with early on with ODG Apparel. Um, he had kind of a following on Instagram and Twitter and whatnot, and he kind of pushed out the product and helped us kind of get the name out there. And so it was really awesome to have him on the podcast, talk about what he's doing, talk about kind of what God's doing in the midst of hard times. Um, so it's cool. Take a listen. Hope you enjoy. Alright guys, Dave with ODG Apparel here. We're on another long form kind of, kind of conversational podcast. We have Luke Lazon on the other line. Um, Luke is someone that I connected with early on with ODG Apparel who's done some just branding and put the name out there and helped me kind of get the name out there. And so it's cool to have him on the podcast. Luke, how's it going?
1: It's going good, man. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for,
0: thanks for taking time out of your day to chat with us and, and just kind of introduce people to kind of who you are and kind of what you're about, what you're up to these days.
1: Uh, yeah, so like you said, my name's Luke. I, uh, you know, I, I'm i up to a ton of stuff these days, man. But honestly, you know, just the, the real quick and dirty story on me is, you know, uh, grew up in, in high school and just wasn't really sure what I was doing with my life. Didn't have tons of interest in God, grew up in a great Christian home, but uh, ended up going to a school at Texas A&M. And, you know, God just threw a series of a million different things, had... Uh, had my attention caught and started moving me in a direction where he would put me on a path towards ministry. So we've kind of done everything, man, you know, from uh, church planting to uh, young adult ministry to just, just retreats and gatherings. It's just been crazy. So uh, currently I... And finishing up a book. I mean, the book's done, so just waiting for the pre-sales to drop and all that stuff. And life's crazy busy, man, but it's, it's really good. And so, you know, I'm excited to, to be with you on here today. That's awesome, man. It's so
0: cool. Like, I, I, I've been following you guys and seeing kind of that book, that formation of that book and just some different posts that you put out. And so what was sort of the start or impetus or kind of what got the ball rolling for that book? to kind of where you're at today, I'm sure it was a long journey, but what was sort of like the birth of that whole thing?
1: Yeah. So I, uh, you know, it's crazy. I had this crazy illness. I was in Israel for a little bit and I don't know if I, I'm like ate a bad burger or something, but anyway, I came back and, uh, I just started feeling really sick. I thought, I thought that I was losing weight in a healthy way. I was like, wow, (laughs) I, I, you know, Lindsay, I look amazing. And, uh, Anyway, I started to get like kind of creepishly thin and we ended up going to the doctor and finding out I had lost like an absurd amount of weight and it's it's just crazy everything that ended up happening between that. It ended up, thank God, just being a parasite but at first, you know, they wow. weren't able to rule out cancer or anything like We were panicking because we were only, you know, a few months into marriage and uh, my pastor... What, how
0: old were you when you got married?
1: I was 23 and she was 21. So, you know, young and married, we just planted a church and my, uh, pastor Matt slaughter at the church that we had planted asked me, he said, Hey, would you do a sermon series? And I feel like I'm dying over here. And I said, uh, sure. And so that was probably some of the best writing I ever did in my life during some of that Mm. stuff. And, um, you know, ended up doing a series that ended up turning into this book and really, uh, came out of a lot of pain and confusion and fear in our lives. And so, um, that was really the kind of the inception of the book there. And it's just, it's formulated into, uh, you know, a bunch of different messages and things along the way. And so we're just putting it out there and, and praying that, you know, God's going to use it to really bless some people and minister to them, man.
0: Well, isn't it, I mean, I think something I'm always, I, I'm pretty repetitive of a guy. I feel like I only have like a couple, like, cool stories and cool things to talk about and people just hear the same things over and over again but but one of the things i hit on all the time is kind of what you're talking about is just man we want to run sometimes from the hard stuff from the suffering from the from the hardships we always want to you know god save me mm-hmm. instead of thinking like man he's saving me in like he's saving me through this that is part of what all of this is 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 maturing and growing and man, you just meet with God in some of those darkest times, right? Like those darkest times is when you're like, man, you almost wish you were back there sometimes. Like,
1: wow, that was when I really met with Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, it's in a, in a weird way. You almost miss it because of the nearness that you felt there. Um, And you know, it's a real faith strengthening thing. And it's a lot easier to look back on it and be like, Man, you know, I, I miss that. But at the time, I would have given anything to get out of it. So it's uh, mm-hmm. it, it's mm-hmm. amazing, you know, the way that God works through those situations. But, um, you know, that's where he, he's done some of his best work in, in my life, and I'm sure in yours too.
0: Yeah, it's exactly right. It's exactly right. So you're writing, you you wrote the book. It's finished. You have like a title. Can you tell us anything about it? Like when, like sales, all that kind of stuff. Yeah,
1: I'm not supposed to say the title, but I'm gonna, cause I'm sick of wow. not saying the title. Uh, but yeah, it's, this is like just breaking news. <laughs> it's called Your Mess Matters, and uh, it. It's uh, the subtitle is trusting in the God who creates from the dust and redeems through the blood, and so the whole, the whole concept there is that God doesn't work around the messiness in our lives, but that He works in it, and I think uh, you know for, for me. Uh, a lot of people will will say that and hear that and be like, "Oh, yeah, I get that. That's cool. I know God works in the mess, but uh, even though we say it we don't we don't really believe it, I don't think. Mm. Um, we We really struggle in the middle of that those messiness, the, those messy moments in our lives to be like, you know, God's really doing an incredible work here. So uh, it starts off you know very, very much so with me being pretty open and honest about uh, a really the darkest moment we've had and marriage, in my life, in everything. And so, you know, I really just try to allow people to jump into the mess with me so that we can recognize that, um, you know, God's jumping into all of our messes with all of us. So it doesn't come out till November, uh, November 12th, but pre-sales go up soon. And so I'm excited about it, man. I've, I've never done this, but I, I love writing. Obviously that's kind of how I've kind of been able to do what I've been able to do. And it's, it's just amazing, man. God's been incredible through the whole process.
0: That's super cool. That's, that's a powerful reality. Cause I think even in our day and age, there's a lot of people, you know, without going super deep into a lot of different theologies and like, there's a lot of people who want to teach the opposite. They want to teach that God, you know, that, that God doesn't want, like God is so, everything will be perfect if you follow God. Right. Right. And that it'll never, nothing bad will ever happen and everything will be fine. And then so like, even for me, I guess a little like background of me, like, I grew up in in sort of that thinking of everything will be fine. Nothing bad will ever happen. You know, God wants you to drive a Bentley (laughs) and, and then, and then watching family members die and watching suffering, like horrible tragedies happen and having people who I'm close with look at me and go, God failed me. Right. You know, God promised me that this would never happen. And it did. And then having to wrestle and walk people through those moments of like, no, he didn't like God is still God and he's still good and he's still beautiful in the midst of the mess. It's in the midst of the mess that he's shaping and changing and moving and so it's just a, it's just a tough reality but it's so cool that you're writing about that and kind of I think that people will really enjoy that.
1: Yeah, I think if you can you don't want to like normalize the mess and you don't want to measure anyone's pain versus someone else's pain, but I think if you can come to the realization, you know, without getting too theological with people. You are just trying to help them come to an understanding of how God works. And that, uh, that, yeah. that is really where he does a lot of his, his best work. And so without jumping into like antinomianism and all these other things where you have people just, you know, talking about just the grace of God, just the amazing things of God, you know, the, the grace of God's not so great if you don't need it in the midst of a lot of dirtiness in your life. So, um, yeah. It's, it's just it's just something that i think brings the gospel full circle and i'm hoping that people will see that and you know i, I really get pretty pretty i expose myself a lot throughout the thing so we'll see how it goes man i'm uh, i'm pumped
0: awesome i think i'm looking forward to that book i'm sure a lot of people are and I, and just honestly when it comes out make sure to shoot me a a message we'll get it up on the site and make sure people know where to find it but i oh, think thanks, one man. of the things one of the things that's always really cool about following you and kind of interacting with you is you're really honest and open about marriage and and it just seems like you really value that I think that's important and it's something that's important to me too and so like what was that what was kind of something were you always like that did you walk into marriage seeing how valuable it was and and how what's that kind of journey been like for you (laughs)
1: uh yeah yeah I think I I did walk into into it seeing how valuable it was I um you know it's interesting man like there's so many uh people trying to drop relationship advice cuz they know that it's a hot button issue in in Christianity. You know, I feel like maybe more so than any other group of people in the world, Christians are obsessed with the topic of marriage and so mm. uh I was just pretty I was pretty hellbent on being honest about ours. And mm. to be quite frank with you, we we do have an, an amazing marriage, but we seek out people that have amazing marriages so that we can model ours after theirs. And and it's really been a huge benefit and um you know my halo is not blinding at all though i think one of the probably one of the biggest faults that i have as a husband is that sometimes i put uh ministry over marriage and uh but i've got a lot of good guys that call it out in my life when they see it and um you know Lindsay and i are are really intent on making sure that we spend time with one another you know i just recently canceled a trip that i had planned on going on because uh i i just haven't been home enough and so it's something that you, you have to sacrifice for, but ultimately, I mean, I can't imagine what would be a higher calling or a, a greater purpose than, you know, being, being who Christ has called me to be above everything else, uh, to be with my wife and to love her well. So.
0: And, and I think for me as I, I, I'm the kind of guy that's like, you know, when I was 20 was like, I know everything. Like, I'm just so like, I'm a full blown <laughs> adult. Like I don't. Like I'm the guy that just you know, that's just who I was. You ask anybody that I went to college with, like, I, I know it. I'm not I'm not blind to that. And so marriage has completely revolutionized just like humbling of just like, wow. You know, whatever you thought you were, marriage just humbles you and shapes you. And it's such a great tool that God uses to like, wow, I'm so like I just think about it. I've been married for, you know, a little over five years and man, I'm a radically different person now than I was five years ago. And it, it blows my mind. I didn't think I could change this much, right? I didn't think I could mature and be like humbled this much, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't think there's a more sanctifying process than marriage. Uh, you know, it. you also, it reveals how selfish you are and, and oh stuff gosh. like that pretty quick. And so it's funny, you know, I've had some people, uh, I think I had said one time, uh, that I wouldn't take tons of relationship advice from people that are single cuz i was that guy too you think you know everything and yeah. um that's not for trying to like make people feel bad you know and i've got people who are like well jesus is single paul is single i'm like wow well, <laughs> jesus is god so you know and, and paul uh you know, people are like the same Holy Spirit that lives in me lives in Paul, and I was like, well, here's the deal: no one's going to be doing expository preaching from my blog, so you know, it's yeah. a little bit it's a little bit different. Uh, Paul, you know, is writing the very words of God. So, um, and, and really, the heart behind it is I just I hate how how many relationships I see, uh, even marriages of friends that I have, they they get into it and they thought like all this advice was legit, and they really haven't sought out people that are just in their midst that have uh, really, really great insight on how to make this stuff work. And so, uh, it was very humbling. Like you said, you know, I immediately, you know, within a few days of trying to figure out like, why is there women's underwear in my laundry? uh, I was humbled very quickly (laughs) and, uh, and just sought, just sought some wise counsel and it's, it's changed the game for us, man. It really has. Oh, it's,
0: it's crazy. It's just crazy. Like, for me, one of the big things that was like a, a, a game-changing moment was, you know, when you're single, it's really easy to be like, oh, I, I've died to myself. Like, I'm totally whatever Jesus wants. Like, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And then you get married and there's someone in your life telling you, hey, this is what I want you to do. And you're like, oh, I don't like doing this. And I remember God kind of like being like, wait a second, I thought you were cool with someone help you know, like shaping your life. And now that I've put someone in your life that's actually doing that, you're like, I want to be I want to make my own decisions like it's so it's so eye opening that what I thought was dying to myself and kind of whatever Jesus wants I'll do. It was like when marriage happened and my wife was like, hey, I want you to do this. I want you to love me this way or want you to whatever care for me this way. I was like, well, I don't want to. And God was like, wait a second. Like, this is what you've been saying for years. It's just so humbling in those moments to realize, wow, I was way more selfish than I thought I was.
1: Yeah, I think uh, you know one of the big things is is just the the freedom you don't realize you have in in being single in those years, and so those are beautiful years, man. They're so formative and yeah. and and just life transforming. But there there is something about not being able to get away from someone. Uh, and, and just, you see everything, you can't hide anything. So it it really has been just a real sanctifying, humbling, every kind of process you can imagine, as you know, and, and, uh, man, it's, it's been one of the most rewarding things too, though. It really is like the best thing in my life is my wife and it's uh, it's a gift.
0: It's crazy. It's crazy. The growth that comes in and it's crazy. The the way that you said, it's one of the greatest tools. And then you have kids and you realize that God has an even, heavier club that he huh. like don't put that career.
1: on me yet man i'm not yeah. ready for no. that oh my goodness
0: i have <laughs> so i have two kids Dang. two kids two and a half one and a half like within a year <sighs> of each other and they're awesome i love them but like a, a funny story is like you know the first like my wife's like eight months pregnant and i remember saying to her one night i'm like man i just don't know how people can like treat their kids poorly like you just hear of parents who just are just yeah. you know have their mess and everything and I'm like man, I just look at your this kid in your belly, like he's so innocent. Like I'm just, and like a week in, I'm like yelling from the other room, I'm like get this kid right now. Like I can't do this. Oh I'm yeah. She's like, hey, remember that imagine. conversation the other day? And I'm like, yeah, I stink. Yeah, I, it's just, It's just hard.
1: No, I can't even imagine, man. You know, kids is something we're we're not even thinking about right now. Whatever happens, happens. You know, she. She can't keep her her hands off of me, so it's tough. But you know, we're we're really, uh, you know, we're we're really trying to keep that at bay for a minute. But I, I'm sure that's the truth, man. I can't even imagine.
0: No, it's just it's just tough. But but okay, saying saying all of that, right? It, it's it's awesome that you guys get to do ministry together. Like you're together and you're doing this ministry together. And so, what does that look like practically? Like. I mean, are you traveling a lot? You said earlier, like, is she coming with you? Like, are you guys able to live that together sometimes?
1: Yeah, sometimes I, um, you know, the, the beautiful thing about Lindsay is that she just does not ask for attention in any way, shape or form. I think one of the difficult things is, uh, there's kind of like this rise of the power couple and ministry right now. And, uh, Lindsay just wants to serve well. And she knows the call God has on my life. And, and quite honestly, we've just been praying for um, what, what does that look like for Lindsay? Cause she has so much to offer. That's, that's way greater than any message I could preach. I mean, just the way she lives yeah. her life. So she, she's really great about discipling and being with young girls and, um, and helping them just to to live a life that is dedicated to the Lord at a young age. And so um, we're really, that's something we're, we're praying through. And you know, she does come with me on a number of trips though. Otherwise I can't, I can't go on the majority of them, but especially while we don't have kids, we want to make that happen. So yeah, she exactly. came with me to Israel in October and she's gone to see me speak on multiple occasions. And so there, there's a heavy amount of travel involved for me. And I feel like it grows every year, especially with the book, it kind of increases, but She's committed to, you know, uh, just making sure that we're doing what God's called us to do. But she's also committed to, you know, thumping me over the head when it gets out of control. So it's, yeah, uh, exactly. it's great. It really is, and it's it's probably the greatest joy of life is to do ministry together, man. And really live on mission together.
0: It's so it's 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 really cool when you see it click, when you see it working, when you see it going kind of like, oh, this is this is good. This is what it's meant to be, right? right. It's it's especially because it's secret. Like no one else sees that moment. Oh yeah. where you like kind of like make eye contact with each other, like we're doing this, you know, and it not as like a pride thing, but like you feel confident, like this is where we're doing what the Lord's called us to do. And it's cool to do it together.
1: I think that you, you nailed it. I mean, the the best part about it is when you just recognize, uh, there, there, there can't be any pride in it because you kind of do, you know, we'll lay in bed at night sometimes and just be like, I mean, I really can't believe that this is our life. And it's, it, it really is a result of knowing that there there is nothing in us that's that should be allowing us to do this. I mean this is truly the grace of God just lavished upon us and, and you know it anything could change in a moment, so you just appreciate it, and we really do We try to appreciate it and just love what we've got in in the current season that we're season that we're in right now, and just the rhythm God has us moving in so it's a beautiful thing
0: and 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 so to kind of like sum not sum up, but to sort of like connect the dots on some things like so and even even I don't fully know like get all of this like I, I don't kind of know your whole story but 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 I know that I was connected to you by by like a Twitter account Hood Jesus so can, yeah. can you kind of give us the idea of like what that was is like what how did that all start that 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 account that you had
1: you know I guess what's weird is it's it's kind of a was um you know it had its heyday it, it, like I'm 26 now and we made that. I had been 19 for maybe a month when that thing started. But my roommates and I, there was a, there was a Twitter account called like your boy Bill Nye, and it was uh, just being funny about like science and stuff. So so literally we pretty much just mimicked that, but we were like, can we do that with the gospel? Is that something you can do with the gospel and like get people's attention?
0: Like, are we allowed to do? Yeah, I
1: know. It's like, is this sinful? Like, I don't, I don't know. Let's see what happens. And, uh, it just kind of took off and you know, there were, there were three of us on it at one point. And I think, um, of all of us, I'm, you know, I just happened to be called to ministry. The other guys are doing amazing stuff. We were all college roommates and, uh, yeah, so I mean, it had a heyday for a few years, and now like I still have it. I'll still like promote the book on it and stuff, and I promote mm, my friends' yeah. stuff. Uh, you know, I don't want to be self-serving about it, but now I'm like, hey, if I'll use all the influence that it still has, if any, to uh, just really promote what people are doing for the gospel. There's so many. There's so many people that are doing incredible things for God, mm. man. It, it really is just. Uh, amazing to be a part of that and use whatever's left in that account to uh to help people get the message of jesus out so that's that's really what we're all about
0: and and so that was like partially a part of the what's was a springboard for you a little bit into speaking roles into some ministry stuff and all that kind of stuff right is that kind of how things played out for you or is there kind of more to the story there
1: yeah no I, i think um that that's definitely a huge chunk uh i think it's it's easy to recognize that if you've got a healthy following on something, then people are more inclined to invite you to come and do something. And so that helped. Um, but then it was really up to the Lord to see if that was going to be something that I, uh, yeah, exactly. I was supposed to do. Cause I mean, I could have got up there and bombed it. And you know, I, <laughs> it's funny the, the more that I do it, it's like the, the more recognizable it is that I need God. The first time I got up and mm. spoke, it's funny. It was because of um, the account and I got invited to speak at this thing. There's like 2000 people there. And I thought that was just like normal. I got up there, had like 10 minutes to do something. Didn't think much about it. Wasn't nervous at all. Cause I was like, I like talking in front of people. I mean, I'm, I've uh, probably at points in my life, it's been sinful how center of attention I can be. Uh, <laughs> but my, my wife would chime in there. Thank God she's not home right now, but it's, um, and, and the older I get, I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know, like you just feel the weight of a moment. It's like, I was so prideful back then. I'm just like, Oh yeah, this is what happens. Uh, you know, you get opportunities to do these things and they're these sized crowds and this, this is kind of how it goes. And man, it's, it's just crazy. So I, it got, it got me in a lot of doors and by the grace of God, a lot of relationships have formed out of that. And so it, it was pretty instrumental, you know, there's no way around it. It's been amazing how yeah, instrumental. It's,
0: it's kind of crazy how the internet works and how different life is now. You know what I mean? Just from oh, yeah. all kinds of crazy. I mean, even even for us as this brand and just how this brand has become a podcast. And now like we even have, like the fact that you and I are having a conversation and people are going to listen to it. Like it just is, we just live in a different world, different time. It's kind of terrifying, honestly. It It, it, <laughs> ki- it kind of is. It kind of is. So. So as this kind of is unfolding for you and you're speaking and you're kind of growing in this, like, I mean, quite frankly, you're growing in attention. People want to hear what you have to say. You're still a young dude. You know, you're you're still a young married dude. How, how are you navigating what 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 I would imagine is the same thing I would be going through, which is pride and, oh, wow, look at how many people are liking this and responding to this. You know, like, how are you navigating kind of being, quote unquote, like online famous and preach i don't know just how, how did you navigate that
1: yeah it's kind of a weird thing i um you know what man i i gotta give it up to great family and people around me i mean if i if i were posting certain photos or things i would have people i'm not kidding you it lightning speed getting texts from people like what are you doing like what what is this <laughs> uh so i've got really good people around me and uh, you know we really try to stay grounded in the scriptures, you know, I, I read Philippians 2 multiple times a year, you know, uh, just just to be reminded of like how how ridiculous this all kind of is, and uh, you you can't get quote unquote big enough, you know, and and the fact that anyone wants to listen to me, uh, I I don't even know that that's accurate. I think they want to they want to hear about God. And as long as I'm doing that effectively, then I'll be able to stay uh, humble. And if if you're not, if you're if you're about if you're about uh, yourself, and you're just kind of using God to push the self agenda, we have a saying mm-hmm. over here with our team, and it's time tells all truths. And unfortunately, you're seeing it a lot with people falling from the ministry right now. And it's hey, you can cover it up for a little bit, you can get all the attention, and you can say that it's about the Lord. But you know, if, if it's not we're all going to find out at some point and uh, it's going to be a really hard fall. So we keep good people around us and uh, it's kind of like we said at the beginning, you know, uh, we keep people around us that say what's true to us. We don't have yes men around us and that's been the most annoying (laughs) and the, and the best thing for us, I think.
0: And so, so in this process, what, what are, I mean, I guess we're transitioning a little bit. Like what are some things that the Lord's teaching you today that you think are just like, man, so I have been wrestling with and working through. Like what, what are some, some truths that you feel like the Lord's just kind of been laying on you recently that you are kind of working through?
1: You know, what's funny is kind of the segue between these two different thoughts. I, I really recently have felt like God's kind of had us in a little bit of a shadow season where he's been doing a lot of work behind the scenes. Um, and so, you know, we're, we're really learning patience over here and not to go before the Lord. I think the biggest thing probably, you know, for six months now is, is learning not to go before the Lord. And, you know, if if Christ is all we got, that then we got all we need. And it, there's nothing else that we need to be doing that's going to, uh, you know, fill us up, fill our cup, anything like that. So we're really trying to just allow ourselves to become who God's making us to be to carry out whatever it is that he's called us to do. And, um, you know, we're praying, we're praying hard over things. This has been a, this has been a season for us where we've really had to learn how to engage in depth of prayer life, uh, and, and mean it. So we're, we're trying to do that and we're still cultivating that, um, trying to figure out like, Lord, what is it that we can be doing today to glorify you? That kind of thing. And, you know, God's really teaching us, um, discipline and character and it's really all coming in the form of what we feel like is kind of these shadow seasons where you feel a little bit under the radar which I know is weird I'm sure some people are like well you have a book coming out it's like yeah um, but it's more it's more on a personal level you know it feels like God's doing a lot of character building uh, because if you don't have the character to carry the platform God gives you then you'll end up crumbling and falling you know we we say over here a lot that um, if you've got a platform you know Without character, that's corrosive. So we're really trying to, to cultivate some character within us, within the people around us and our team, because we, we do have a young group of people around us that are trying to lead things, and we're trying to make sure that we're all prepared to, to do that for the long haul, not just for a little hyped-up moment.
0: And, and and so when you say lead things, is that kind of like your, like, do you guys have like a ministry that you're leading? Or is it like a local church sort of thing? Or is it like just the idea of kind of the speaking engagements that are coming kind of across your table? Like, what do you, what do you mean by that?
1: It's all of it. But yeah, you know, we, we did a young adult ministry out here for a while called The Alternative uh, in Noonan, Georgia. And so, you know, we had thousands of people coming to that for a while. And so mm. now we're kind of on a break with that. And um, with so many personal projects going on with people. And so, yeah, it's 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 with the book and, and having people that are helping facilitate that and get that out there. And then also things we're doing in the future. We're working on some things that I can't even really describe right now because they're so new, but getting some retreats together for some next generation leaders and, and things like that. So we're really trying to find the people who have the character to, to play the long game. You know, it's... Uh, you can have a good hole, but that doesn't mean you're going to have a good round. So we're trying to have a good it's round. True. Yeah.
0: yeah, It's really true. And it's, it's so funny. You talk about the long game is that I, I said earlier, I only have so many stories and so many cool things to say. And that's another thing that's just so powerful to me is that, man, I, I was just, I was meeting with a guy that I disciple this morning and just kind of walking him through like, man, you, you know, assuming nothing tragic happens, you have another like 70 years to follow Jesus. <laughs> yeah And, 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 and God is urgent, and God wants us to be urgent for the lost, and he wants us to be urgent for, the, for missions and for, for, for winning the nations. Um, but that same God who's urgent has, like, made it in such a way that we are limited and that we can't we, – we have to sleep, and we have to eat. and we ha- You know, like, yeah, there, there good, are man. just these yeah. realities of, like, it takes a lifetime to be sanctified. God could sanctify us in a moment, but by his design, right? Like, God, because he's God, was given the choice – sanctify people in an instant or do it over a lifetime he's like no 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 no. let's do it over a lifetime like that was his, his call and it always is his call and so this is a good thing the idea that we get to do this marriage thing over a long period of time we get to grow kind of personally internally with the spirit over time and so there's just these seasons of just always it's so easy to, like you talk about those shadow seasons so easy to feel like man you know what what is God doing right. and then it's it's so easy to look back and go, oh, I see it now. I see what God was working on because he's doing these things slowly yeah. and just by God's design. That's what he does.
1: And, you know, there's a reason for that. I think the biggest thing we've been trying to really work through is uh, there's a reason for that. Um, but you know what's interesting, man, is you see people know that. We'll get up there and, and people have heard the message. You know, David was anointed and he went back to the field. And it's like, but... But people still get upset, you know, when they get sent back to the field, no matter how many times we hear it, which, hello, that's why we go to church every week, because you need to hear it. Uh, But, you know, uh, one thing that we've been working through, I posted about it the other day, just because it's been on my mind as I'm working through some messages. But it's like, you know, Saul gets anointed and declared king in the first chapter or in the same chapter in first Samuel and David's takes a whole nother book between his anointing and his declaration as the King. So, you know, there is something about that process, uh, that's just mm-hmm. so unbelievably life-giving. If I had, if I got everything I wanted right now, um, and this is probably going to, people are going to be like, how could you say this? But if I got everything that I wanted right now, uh, I probably would end up divorced. You know, yeah, that's true. Um, and I think the scarier thing is if you can't admit that, then you don't understand the seriousness of your own sin and, and fleshly mm-hmm. nature. And we know that about ourselves. And so we want to be committed to one another in marriage. We want to be committed to our people uh, over a platform. Uh, and, and we want to, we just want to lead healthy lives, man. Otherwise we won't, we won't be around to be influential for the kingdom. You know, we want to be kingdom minded, gospel centered. And, um, you know, that's really what it's all about. And it takes time. It is so frustrating, but it's so good, man.
0: it It, it, it is. I mean, I just, there was a line you said earlier. Oh man, I hope I don't mess this up. There's a line you said earlier about, <laughs> probably say it better. um, with marriage about being like stuck with the person, yeah, right? Like that you're stuck with this person. You can't get away from this person. You said, you can't get away from this person. And I almost said it then and like kind of interrupted you. I was like, you know what? I'll wait. But just like, man, isn't that a symbol for the gospel? Yeah. Right? Like I think, I think something I'm, I, again, here's a, my third, My I only have a couple stories. Here's my other one. This idea of like the gospel is a deep breath of fresh air. It's nothing different. Like it is like a relief moment of like, man, Christ is coming for me and hes I can't get away from him. This idea of like he's not going to – and so even when you think about that marriage relationship, like the church can't get away from Jesus. It's just like I'm coming for you and I'm not going to stop until I get you. And that that idea of in the hard seasons and in the pushing and the growing and the slow process, we're not working with a Jesus who's got his arms crossed going, you're still dealing with this? Yeah. You know, and rolling his eyes and going, all right, come on, let's go. It's like, no, it's this gracious sort of loving – Oh man, that, that idea of you can't get away from me. Like that is the gospel. It's so beautiful that that's the gospel. You can't get away from me. And so it just tying all that, that stuff together. is just something that's, it's just powerful. It is.
1: It really is, man.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, the gospel is the gospel and it's beautiful. And I think it took me a really long time to see that. I think, uh, again, not to make this podcast about me, but for me, I grew up in the church, left the church would like kind of consider myself an atheist in college um religion philosophy classes at a non-christian school so i just like questioned everything all my friends were atheists they made me question everything and i love it i'm so thankful for it um but it was in that season i was like man but what's the point of all this like why do i wake up in the morning um and it was during these times that i started reading the bible for the first time and it was during these times that like books like crazy love by francis chan ended up in my hands um i don't know if you've ever read that book but um, really yeah it just just wait a second like this is different than what i thought like this crazy love of god and radical by david platt and this idea of like man what does it look like to live live like this is really true and so yeah it's it's yeah. it's crazy that as i grow in this maturity because when i first heard that like yeah i'm gonna be radical i'm gonna go die in the mission on the mission field and i'm like <laughs> you know I, <laughs> right. and just then then realizing even in the i was so messed up in my own heart that i was even able to take something holy like that and mess it up you know and make it about how I was going to be whole. You know what I'm saying? And so it took me a yeah. long time to see the gospel in that this idea of God is pursuing me and God is saving me in the midst, like you said, in the midst of the mess, right? Which is, I think is such a cool point. Yeah. 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 So
1: that's good. man. Um,
0: Thank you for your time. I think, thank you for being on the podcast. Is there, what do you got? What do you got for us? You got the book coming out. What else do we need to know about you?
1: Yeah. So we got the book coming out, you know, uh, I'll be releasing, pre-sales hopefully soon on that so you know all my stuff is just at luke lazon l-u-k-e-l-e-z-o-n on instagram and twitter and i think even facebook which i don't get on a ton (laughs) but you know i think i have one so uh and i'll be i'll be posting all that stuff soon and yeah man we're working on putting together some retreats locally and nationally in the dallas and the atlanta areas and then nationally trying to gather some next generation leaders and as always you know people can email me in the link in my uh in my uh, bio on instagram and stuff and just keep in touch with what's going on and you know gonna try to start writing a little bit more on my website you know uh after you write a book you just writing sounds like the worst <laughs> thing ever but it's just something that i love to do so recently i've just felt like just break out the laptop again and see what God just drops in your heart. So, you it's know, it's true. Uh, it's true. You kind of like
0: it's it, almost like even preaching is similar. Like you preach and then you get off the stage and you're like, "Yeah. I like I want to fall asleep. No one touch me, no one talk to me. Like, get me a large pizza I and know. leave me alone."
1: <laughs> it's so funny, man. I mean, I just pretty much get like 6 liters of coffee and try to go to work and I might stare at the page the whole day and nothing happens. And then other days, I'm just like furiously, I just wrote like five book ideas. But uh, so it really depends. We'll see what happens. But that's just LukeLazon.com for those of you that are interested. And uh, yeah, man, it's, uh, it's a lot of good things happening right now. So. Uh, we'll see, we'll see everything that God does in this season. And again, you guys are crushing it. It's fun to see everything that God's doing through you guys. And it's just, it's just fun to get around kingdom minded people, man. Thank
0: you for that. It's really, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy to see where we're at. And just, it's just a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to do this and try to do it well. And and honestly, just as much as we can just talk and put like, my, my big thing is seek Jesus. He's worth it. Like this idea of like, yeah it's hard following jesus is hard sometimes you know and and and, but it's so worth it like finding the greatest treasure sometimes takes a little risk and go for it like jesus is worth it and so even even to kind of before we wrap up something that i think is always fun to to talk about is it, it can be easy for people to hear this podcast and go man you know dave from odg apparel and luke they just like they just read their bible 24 hours a day and they just like pray like somehow they find an extra hour to just pray all like so you're a normal guy who follows Jesus with everything he's got, but you have like nor- Like, what does normal life look like? How do you find a way to follow Jesus in the normal? Like, what are the things that you love to do? Like, you talked about coffee. I feel like I, I remember seeing that somewhere on one of your like websites or Instagram or something like that. that your big guy coffee kind of sort of like. How do you do that stuff and, and find Jesus in it? Does that make sense? I know that's like a totally weird question at the yeah. end, but I think it's important yeah, for people no. to see that it's it, you can do both. You can be normal and love Jesus really well in the midst of the normal, mundane things of life.
1: The older I get, and I'm not very old, but it every year it's amazing what God does. So like before, I would have thought that's the dumbest question, but like now it makes sense to me. Like even just the joy, it's like the joy set before you. The night before, I'll look over it. Uh, my wife, if I am like ready to write, I've been reading a good book. I'll be like, man, I can't wait to wake up and drink coffee. And it's just like simple joys in life. Honestly, you know, just. I feel like uh, sometimes, uh, you know, we sing the song, if grace is an ocean, we're all sinking. Sometimes it feels, though, like in certain rhythms of life, grace is more of a steady drip than an ocean, you know? And uh, I feel like that's one of those things where in the morning, it's just like a little a little dose of grace in the morning is like, okay, I'm sitting down in the quiet reading, got coffee. And that's very like Christian stereotypical. <laughs> but, you know, just the disciplines of... Uh, of doing those things and seeing God reward that, you know, it, it really is. It's back to that whole, um, you know, patience, yeah, not going before the Lord, play. setting yeah. him first. Yeah. It's the long play, man. What are the things that I hope I can pass down to my kids? I might not be able to pass down like a calling to speak or, or ministry. But one thing that'll always be consistent is they got to figure out how to find joy in the Lord, consistency in spending time with him, communing with him in prayer, obedience to opening up his word. So really trying to do those things well for me now, so that those are legacy leaving things that I can leave in the future. Cause here's the reality, man. Like if I preach the best message ever preached, someone will come along and, and preach something else. It, it hits different people differently yeah. at different times, you know, but like those disciplines are what make a person a great follower of Christ. And so that's really just trying to do those things in our own lives so that we can then preach those and, and see those things uh, edify and sanctify other people in the course of their own life. So that there's just disciples that are being made and uh, Christ followers that are, that are walking this earth, man. Dude,
0: Super, super glad to have you on the podcast so thankful for even just that last little part. It's like, I could, I could like hear you getting excited, which was like that, you know, oh, like, dude, thanks for having me it was, on, man. It was fun. Like, I know that feeling where you're like, man, I could just like preach a sermon right now. Like it was just, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited <laughs> that we got you there. Um, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thanks for everything. Keep seeking Jesus. I guess he's worth it. Right. So keep doing that, man. Thank you so much,
1: dude. Thank you. Love you guys. All
0: right, guys, there's another episode for you. We hope you enjoyed it. Tell your friends about it. If you enjoy our podcast, if you like listening to it, please share, subscribe, like, anywhere you can find podcasts. Go tell your friends to listen. And most importantly, follow Jesus. Don't run after what the world has. Don't listen to just anything you hear. Go figure out who this Jesus guy is and follow him. Follow exactly who he says he is. And I promise you, trust me, everything 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 you've ever dreamed and wanted and looked for and desired it's in jesus it's not in the world it's not in success it's not in health it's in jesus go seek jesus he's worth it guys